This is Camp Life, The Other Side. A bi-weekly podcast for summer camp professionals. Hosted by Kelly Cook and Natalie Hamilton. Now it's time to explore the other side of summer camp. Welcome back to Scamp Life, The Other Side. Uh, it's a weird episode this week. I am co-hostless. Uh, Natalie is out of town. She's got a whole bunch of different things. She's at a wedding and then she's off to the CHA conference. So it's me this week. But I, I brought back some old friends. So with me today, I've got Kurt Jackson and Chris Callow from scamp life the programming side hi guys did she just call us weird and old i heard both of us weird and old old friends it is yeah it is definitely (laughs) colder and darker over here on the other side (laughs) 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 what's up kelly hi i'm you're with me now not the other way around we're in your house you're you're here with me we're a little bit different over here oh we know we know (laughs) (laughs) we we have some fun we still have fun we still laugh we still have fun we still joke we but welcome to the other side yeah i like i like when uh, you do laugh and joke and then you say Sorry, Kurt, you're going to have to cut that out. <laughs> yeah. Can you cut that as I'm editing? Oh, okay. I guess we're cutting this part out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it it, it happens. <laughs> it does. It does happen. It happens. Or or like my last few episodes where I forgot my mic. Yeah. Sorry, Kurt. Makes a difference. <laughs> you. I, I, I don't even want to get into this, but how do you forget your mic? When you're um, recording a podcast. Because <laughs> um, I had been borrowing my husband's and now he bought me my uh-huh. own. So now I will never forget it because it will live here with me. <laughs> nice. But, see, well, hey, Kurt, sounds good. but look, if there's any editing this week, you are already here. You will know what to edit. Yep, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and we will edit this part out, right? This whole, <laughs> this whole intro. <laughs> this whole intro. <laughs> all right well this week we are talking program because i've got the program guys with me so might as well talk a little bit of program uh so if you're listening there was a post on the camp pros page where someone posed the question on programming on whether or not we allow our campers to do everything at camp or where Campers kind of get to choose their own adventures, so to speak. They get to kind of choose their activities and um, there's a little bit more progression to it. So what do you guys think? Which is which is the better way to go? Well, first, I didn't even I didn't know this is based on a recent post. I missed that. And so I should have seen that. That's OK. <laughs> That's OK. I don't Um, I think I know what Chris thinks. Well, I'm. I, yeah, go ahead. You no, go. no, no. Go ahead. I so I here's my problem. I could see benefits of both sides. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, and we do. I was gonna say, what do you do? What do you do? What, let's start with what you do, Chris. What do you what do you guys do at, at Camp Good News? So well, one of the things we call it adventure by choice. So we don't force anyone to do anything. However, 
we do have all like if they don't want to like their whole cabin will go to archery or whatever and so they will be there with their whole cabin we don't force them to shoot we don't force them to play but there's nothing else like they're just sitting there watching the rest of their cabin and so it's it's kind of a force um wait 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 wait. so you do have the cabins go to the activities Mm -hmm. but they're not doing it's more of like a challenge by choice it is, yeah. And so they can choose not to do archery, but we let's not exactly I want them choice. there. It's not, yeah. And that's what I said. I mean, we don't fort like, hey, put this in your hand or and shoot the arrow or you're out of here. But the uh I we like them to at least be like, I don't know, that's my thing. I want them to be there because that's how I knew I liked certain things at camp was because I was kind of like, that's what you did. You went there and you had to do it. Where if I got to pick, I mean, because we have free time here too. We have free time where campers can choose. And if I did that all the time, I would be only at, you know, the craft room. I would be only at the snack shack. Those would be the two spots that I would be at nonstop. I would never go to anything athletic at all. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) obviously, I mean, when you look at the build of my body, I mean, this says crafter and snack shacker. (laughs) It does not say athletic. <laughs> so the, uh, but I, so I'm very much, I want them to go and kind of see it. But again, we don't, I don't force it. I don't know how you say that differently because it is semi forced, I guess. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't, I don't think camps force kids these days to do anything mm-hmm. they don't want to do. Uh, maybe encourage, highly encourage. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same mind. I, Personally, I think a hybrid model is, is probably best, but if I have to choose one over the other, I really like the 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 rotation and mm-hmm. the kids having to try out everything because I've heard stories of people, uh, of kids trying things out that they never would have tried out. Then they become staff and they're like, if it weren't for camp, I wouldn't have ever tried rock climbing or I wouldn't have ever tried this or that. And mm-hmm. sometimes it becomes a lifelong hobby. And sometimes it just reiterates, okay, that's something that I don't enjoy. Um, but I'm glad that I tried it out. I think if I was, you know, when I was a kid, I wish I would have tried out more activities in school. So I think if you just get to choose and there's no rotation, it's like Chris said just just stay at crafts or you know one or sports or archery but i also know of camps that have uh completely like the camper can completely choose whatever they want to do and things fill up before Mm -hmm. all the campers Mm -hmm. can be in there so some campers never get to do the thing they want to do because it's always full yeah. Um, and that's kind of a bummer too. And so that will ruin their experience. Um, but if it's a rotation, you get to at least do Once, everything. Yeah. And then maybe in the afternoon or something, then you get a choice. And I've well, done even... both. I've done both. So here it's at Pine Ridge, it's rotational. Um, the older kids, we do have one period where the older kids get to choose activities, but it's more creative programmed activities as opposed to like the camp you know, your classics. Uh, but I've also done, I've been worked at camps where it is, you know, entirely, mostly entirely choice. Uh, but, and the kids still enjoy it. I mean, yes, exactly what you're talking about, Kurt. They do miss out sometimes on certain 
activities and things uh, that they want to do. But that's always been overnight camp. I've never done it in a day camp setting where I have, you know, have to have the parents calling me saying they didn't get to do something by choice. So. I'd say we have the problem with the number of activities. Sometimes you don't like during our free time, we don't always open up everything just because we only have so many staff. And so the zip line is only open every other day or the craft room is only open, you know, in the afternoons and things like that. And so there's, there's still that camper choice during free time. The problem is they, their choice may just not be open. So they have to pick a different choice. But yeah, the, the other thing is what, what activities do you pick for the rotation? Like we, we try and pick our big ones, you know, you got the zip line, you got the archery, you got the, the tomahawk range You try and pick those big ones that rotate around. But then because you have so many activities and so many campers and stuff, not everyone is going to get to everything either. Well, see, we have it based on age. So there's certain things that like, we won't allow the older kids to do because I mean, we start at four years old. So last year we purchased this imagination playground, the large foam mm -hmm. blocks. And so we capped that at like age eight. So anyone over the age of eight mm -hmm. doesn't get to do it. We have a little train that was built by maintenance that runs on an old lawnmower that does not cut grass while you're driving it, but you know, a little train. Mm -hmm. And we save that just for the four and five-year-olds. We do not do it with anybody older than that. But the older kids get to drive, right? Uh, yeah, cool. I wish. <laughs> no, but like then we have then we have activities that just the older kids get to do that mm -hmm. the younger kids don't. So while everyone gets to rotate through everything, I almost find that we don't have enough activities sometimes uh, mm -hmm. for our rotations for everybody to do everything, which is why we do a lot of our, our choice program as creative programming. So, but there, there is no progression with ours other than you don't get to do this after a certain age but you do get to do this instead that's the only progression we've got yeah. going i really think it depends on what your camp's mission is too right so if it mm -hmm. is you know you want your program to be progression that they get to choose and throughout the week two weeks summer they advance their skills in particular things then that's great. I mean, if that's what you're all about, and then another camp may be like, we want to uh, give the opportunity for campers to just try out a bunch of things. Um, so it kind of all depends. Uh, and I think there's room for all types of programs. Mm -hmm. But I, and I also think that you can take the campers kind of uh, view of it, but there's also like, what if, you know, like the staff and the directors and mm -hmm. how they feel about the different choices as well. Yeah. So like on the staffing end, your seasonal staff, we'll get to director side of things. But so on a seasonal staff, which, which do you prefer? Do you like for staffing purposes, Chris, do you really like, do you like the rotational aspect or do you like the, the no. two? Cause you were talking about, you know, having to shut things down for, cause of staffing. So yeah. which on a staffing standpoint, what's better. So the, the issue with our staff is we, we see both. Sometimes we see staff cause we, they do everything. Our, our staff do, you know, the counselors are also, mm -hmm. yeah. And so sometimes it's like, oh, that training is killer. And then you do have your people that are good at certain things. Um, one of our guys was really good at whip cracking where no one else did really well at it. But then because of that, I always felt like I had to put him on whip cracking. 
And so he didn't get a very well-rounded summer. Like uh, there were times, and even when I moved him, there was one time I'm like, listen, I'm not putting you on whip cracking this week. You need to go experience something else. Plus I need these other counselors to kind of know how to do it and, and improve on it. But then about halfway through the week, he's like, hey, can we trade because they're not liking it and and these different things. And so that's the issue with that. When you have all that stuff and you're assigning the staff, you got to be, I mean, they need to rotate as well. But if I let just the staff choose camper choice, uh, some of them are going to choose the easy route. Like, hey, I want to do this because I, I sit the whole time and watch. Or they're going to want to go to Gaga and just yeah. babysit kids as they mm-hmm. play Gaga. Yeah. And I'm not saying all of them. I mean, we have some that will also choose to work to, to, to the death. They will be like, I want to do this, this, and this. And they just exhaust themselves. And so I don't want that either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's And that's why I like, I do kind of like our hybrid model where the, the counselors, you know, we call it, a, I think it's adventure time. They go around and they do each of the activities throughout the week. And then in the evening, it's free time. So the counselors are assigned a spot. And the kids can go around. So the kid that maybe, like me, never thought he would have liked archery, you know, was forced to go to it on Monday. Well, now he loves it. So during free time, he's heading down there to do it because he wants to try and get better at it. And so. See, and I and I get the the aspect of, you know, getting staff that for, for like progression and skill building, like making sure the staff have a well-rounded aspect. But if your your goal is to teach progression, I would almost want those staff who are really good at teaching whip mm-hmm. cracking um, <laughs> to be there the whole summer though, so that kids are really getting the, the most out of it. I mean, yes, you know, you can talk to your staff to see if they're comfortable being there the whole summer or majority of the summer because they are the strongest at teaching it. Mm-hmm. But if your focus is progression, I would almost rather have those staff who are really good at teaching it, who know the activity who can really help those kids with their progression be assigned to those areas. Cause like our staff, because they do everything, you know, our kids are not necessarily getting the absolute best teaching for archery or the absolute best teaching on slingshot or canoeing, or I mean, yeah, we have lifeguards, but you know, who's ever doing the teaching aspects the oh, absolute it. best lifeguard <laughs> saving no, lives. I want those there. <laughs> yeah, they no, need that, to be there. <laughs> say, that's the one activity we don't train our counselors on. We hire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I but then yeah, I've heard that too. That that's that's also like I mean, it's something I'd love to get away from and just hiring more staff or different staff, but yeah, that is one area that's like when you do that and you you have that. Because I, I can hear other camps right now going, well, then don't have your counselors do that. You know, hire an archery right. person, hire a, a BB gun person. Yeah. Budget. So. No, I would love to have program staff and then mm-hmm. counselors as counselors. That'd be great. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely the best way to go if you can afford it mm-hmm. is to have mm-hmm. that activity mm-hmm. staff. Uh, what I did when we had to have the counselors run the activities is I would assign two of them to an activity. Uh, there'd be a lead mm-hmm. and a co-lead. Uh, but then it's just not one person trying to, you know, to do mm-hmm. it and, and getting kind of burned out. You can kind of hand it off and just supervise. They were not, they did not go around. They didn't rotate. They would stay with that activity. All and, like all summer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then they'd get very proficient at it. 
Yeah. Uh, and if you yeah. are able to say, okay, well, this counselor is, or these two counselors are going to be my archery instructors, you get them certified and uh, you could give them an agency to come up with programming and, and ways to make archery, mm -hmm. you know, fun and that type of thing, as opposed to, all right, I'm going to be archery today and then tomorrow I'm going to be yeah. a zip line. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it could be a little much. Let them take ownership of that area, right. which yeah. is nice. Uh, we just, I we saw the downside because our whip cracking guy came to help us with a retreat uh, this past couple weeks ago. And he didn't know, he's like, I don't know how to do this. It was, I don't know if it was Archer or something, Tomahawks, I think. He's like, I don't know how to do this. I didn't do this all summer. And it was yeah. like, oh yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah. I'm not doing whip cracking this weekend. You know, these are the only activities going for the retreat this weekend. And so... That was the, I mean, one of the downsides. It's like I, you got trained on it, but yeah, that was way back at the beginning of June, and then you didn't practice or do it. So, yeah, yeah. but I, I'm with you, Kurt. I, because I wanted my counselors even to do during our opening frivolities night, uh, do skits and like commercials for their area, and be like, you come down to archery and see me, and come and yeah, and really have that kind of taking ownership of that location come up with their own competitions mm -hmm. and their yeah. that they're excited for so yeah exactly yeah. i mean it really does benefit the kids when you have those even if they're counselors those specialized activity staff mm -hmm. where they have a a love for an activity uh i just i can't afford it <laughs> i know i just, I, know. I can't afford it that's really what it comes down to i mean i would love to be able to do that uh, but I mean, at the same time, with us being a day camp and starting at four years old, we really do have to, at least for the younger kids, have to have that rotational aspect there, probably at least until they're seven or eight years old, I would expect, mm -hmm. uh, just because I that would be a scheduling nightmare. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the problem <laughs> as far as like free choice goes for directors, right? It's so much more complicated mm -hmm. than just a, a rotation. Mm -hmm. And and keeping track of where all the kids are. I, some some camps have it down to a science, and I can appreciate that. But to me, it's one more thing added to a long list of things you have to worry about at camp. <laughs> my and leadership staff, we, when we did choice in overnight camping, when I did it, my leadership staff would be up till midnight on the mm -hmm. first day of camp after kids made their choice selections, you know, that opening day. They'd be up till at least midnight, if not later, trying yeah. to get all the rosters and schedules. And, mm -hmm. and it was only for two or three periods out of the day. But I mean, you're looking at almost 200 kids plus mm -hmm. to do that for. And they'd be up so late. I worked for a YMCA camp, um, overnight camp. And the kids, there was a rotation aspect. There was a like free choice sign mm -hmm. up like a camper. cabin choice oh per camper per camper and there was a mm -hmm. cabin choice so it was oh, three layers no and as a unit director when like first the, the campers got to go and it was almost like a um like you were choosing your extracurriculars at college right you mm -hmm. go into this big hall and and you sign your name for anything that's available and that type of thing uh, but when it came to the cabin choice, they would fill out first, second, third choice. And then the unit directors would get together and we would try to make it work. And we would be 
like I need basketball for this at this mm-hmm. time. And we'd have to negotiate yep. and everything else. <laughs> and I remember the cook, a great guy, but he would bring all kinds of like hors d'oeuvres and snacks for us because we, you know, every session we were there for hours mm-hmm. trying uh-huh. to get the first choice or at least a second choice for each of our cabins in our um, village or our unit. And I, it's, it was so stressful. Uh-huh. So stressful. And especially yeah. that first night where, where lead staff or unit leads, village leads, whatever you call them, are are just trying to get their like first day stuff kind of situated and things like that. And here they are starting off their week up until all hours of the night, not necessarily by mm-hmm. choice, you know, like with their time off and, and hanging out with other staff, but working, they're mm-hmm. up. And now day one of camp when they're supposed to be, you know, mitigating those first day, full first day jitters of of whatever are now exhausted yeah and that's in an overnight setting like i can't even imagine how late my staff would be here in a day camp setting or it would fall to me yeah and i would be there for by myself at all hours yeah i i don't think like again rotation um is my preference Uh but i can appreciate like a camper free choice as opposed to Mm. it's more difficult with the whole like group situation um as far as i'm concerned then just have a camper sign up or if you're a small enough camp they could just kind of go to whatever activity they want to go to uh especially if you have it contained sometimes you're not in that position where you're at a park or some kind of public facility you can't just let kids go off on their own right you know and so it makes it more difficult but if you're like a camp in the middle of nowhere or you're at a uh, school site that's fenced off then you have a little bit more flexibility to allow the campers to just kind of go on their own yeah we i say we are small enough because we top out at 70 so we just have free time the thing that's interesting the younger kids don't get lines very well like they don't understand that and so we have to kind of help teach them the zip line is always our longest line that's where everyone wants to go usually and so our zip line harnesser person will sometimes help the kids with that and and they'll be like hey you just so you know like these next 10 people it's going to take them at least 20 minutes before so if you guys want to go somewhere else and come back and just really try and help with that because we had the first year i was here and we did free time we would have kids like well i didn't do anything except stand in line for free time (laughs) right like well why did you do that (laughs) you know and so So they really can just kind of go whenever like Mm -hmm. they didn't have to go to an activity and stay there they, no, they yeah, have... they can, they can, so that once they're done with the zip line, they can go to our tree and then oh, they can. I didn't just, know that. Yeah. So well, it's what, very much a free time. What I like that you do, Chris, though, is a lot of places, a lot of your activities, you have something for them to do. Mm-hmm. Um, whether games, yeah, yeah. games, and, giant and connect four. And, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that's cool to have that, that extra kind of while you're waiting, yeah. do this. Well, my own ADHD kicks in, so I get it <laughs> right. when the kids are down there waiting to get them something to kind of do. No, but yeah, I can appreciate that. Even you were talking about that imagination playground. I looked at that this it's past expensive. year. It is very expensive, but I looked at that as like, oh, I could put that somewhere. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, true. it's just uh, you do. You just kind of sit and create a little maker space almost. Well, what's the what's the ring like 
that you i'm gonna do that this year because it's like i can yeah. do it for dirt cheap with the ring and the I hook know. and you yes. just kind of mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna put them all over camp this year I, I kind of we have very very tight budget this year and so i figured that was something easy that i, I can add to the waterfront i can put it down yep. in our activity area like it is such an easy thing like and it, what it maybe sure cost you 10 bucks oh i did I'm, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah at least but i could do that for an hour mm-hmm. oh easy just, yeah. Invest, invest in string good because that's <laughs> i'm constantly what you don't use it? like paracord or something paracord's too thick because uh, uh... we've tried i mean this is actually something i took way back when i worked in another camp so i mean not 20 years ago that i we started this and we've gone through it we went wire we've tried you know like okay so wire bends and then it doesn't get there anymore I, we have tried everything but you just, just, good, just string, huh? Good, the best. thick, sturdy strings. What, what do they call the that activity? I don't, I don't I, know. We, yeah, I've always called like, it the hook. I mean, that's what I call it here is the hook game. The hook, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no exciting name for it that I've found. I don't even it's, know. Yeah, I don't know what to call it. I just need a hook and a, a, and a ring and I'll just, yeah. yeah. It's gotten more popular um online i'll see like little videos and stuff where of drinking like games? a little one, yeah. a drinking yeah, game yeah, where it's they a drinking do, game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not really appropriate the... for camp yeah. but yeah we've just well, it we've could made be it like larger the crazy concoction you have to drink mm-hmm. if you lose bug juice <laughs> yeah right yeah but... so then from from a i guess from a parental side of it i mean i i fail in the parental side i'm not a parent i guess neither are you kurt Uh, so so chris i guess this is more with you on a parental side if you were to send your kids to camp which would you prefer they do taking your camp brain out of it of knowing that you are a camp director i mean what would you prefer your kids to to do at camp so we we do send our kids to a different camp um during the summer so they can kind of experience that getting away from their parents being in charge and my my daughter is an adventurer she will go and do everything that she possibly can but i always i'm like she would come back like oh we did this this and this and i'm like oh you you didn't go and do you know the climbing well oh we weren't we were too young for that or we couldn't do this and i'm like oh well that's kind of sad but i mean i get it from a camp director point but then I'm like, oh, you missed out on something, but it does make her want to go back. You know, I mean, when I'm in sixth grade, I get to do the mm-hmm. climbing wall. When I'm here, I get to do this. And so we actually, because of sending Autumn to a different camp this year and hearing kind of her experience, we did a lot more, or the, this last year, we did a lot more progressive programming for ourselves this year because we're like, oh, that's, that's a great idea. We need to do some more of that because it makes the kids want to come back. But as a parent i at first i was kind of upset like oh i paid a lot of money and you played gaga ball all week and those <laughs> are the phone calls i get mm-hmm. <laughs> we pay 400 dollars a week for my kid to play gaga or play on a playground or mm-hmm. why didn't they get to do horseback riding or why yeah. didn't they get to they claim they didn't get to climb the rock wall or which yeah. every kid gets to, a chance to go to the rock wall but Yes, those are the phone calls I get. And that's why I sometimes think about if I want to do more of a choice program, because I've run choice programs before. They're just a nightmare on the staffing side of it, not the scheduling staffing side of it, not the staffing it. But yeah, exactly at the same time. But it does, because we do have those age limits on certain activities. It does keep them 
wanting to come back. So, but those p- phone calls are kind of frustrating. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. see how the uh, parents would want them to experience everything that mm-hmm. camp has to offer. I also think that if you are a parent who knows that maybe your camp has a free choice and they can walk wherever they are, it's not like a sign up and they're supervised at all times. Mm-hmm. That could be a little scary as well. Like I don't want my kids just going back to the cabin with another kid and getting into trouble mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, you know, what kind of supervisor uh, mm-hmm. measures do you have to make sure you know where all the kids are? That would be my concern if, if I were a parent. Mm-hmm. Well, and it does depend on your, like, cause we have, that's one of our things you know, they have their buddy and where do they go? And so we, the cabins are off limits. You're not allowed to go to the cabins during free time. And then we have a, field game supervisor field supervisor and that's one of their jobs you know they're watching kind of all the field games but they're also they can see all of the cabins and then they can see the path to the boys cabins so if anyone goes back that or tries to go in a cabin or goes back that way but i mean they could yeah they can go anywhere there's yeah. woods so yeah exactly i mean we have mostly woods i mean if mm-hmm. we were to do choice our activities are not all in one area so mm-hmm. like we have slingshot is out in the woods. Archery is in the woods. You know, canoeing is a quarter mile down a trail, you know, on the other side of camp from say Gaga or, you know, the playground or even field games. So like we would almost have to schedule it or say you are assigned to this block of camp or you have this area of camp and do it that way. If we were mm-hmm. to do it a, a true free choice where they could just kind of go anywhere they wanted. Interesting. So then not necessarily what you currently do, but in your ideal world, what would you do for, for programming? Cause you're kind of a mix, Chris, right? Like you're yeah. a mix. So you kind of do a little bit of everything. What would you ideal world budget's not a budget's yeah. not a problem. So what would you like to do, Chris? I, I, I do like how I do it now. I would hire all the programming activity people. So then the counselors are counselors are just behavior management counselors. And during the day, during adventure time, they would bring them around. They'd be, you know, each day, Monday, you're archery, Tuesday, you're here, whatever. And so they would rotate around during that adventure time. But then every evening, free time's open. And so campers would get that option to go. So what would you do with your extra staff then during free time? So counselors would still just, they'd be behavior monitors. They'd be walking around, maybe hanging out with those kids they know they need to hang out with. But then I've hired of an archery person that's there and always doing, you know, that's what they do is archery. So for rotation time or free time, they're at archery where the counselors are behavior management all the time. Kurt? Yeah, I would, uh, like I said, rotation is my preferred. I think uh, so many benefits to that. And then I would like to set it up to where they can go, they can sign up for something and do a progression. So maybe the first couple of days they rotate through everything. And then after that, um, there might be some continued rotation, but they can choose, oh, I want to get better at archery or, oh, I want to get better at boating or, you know, I'm really into crafts or, you know, theater or what have you. And they can go to that continuously. And uh, because those are the kids that they're going to, 
you know, connect with as well, mm-hmm. you know, theater kids or, or archery or sports or crafts. And so it's nice to have that. The only thing that would be an issue would be if you had all ages every week, then now you've got an eight-year-old and a 15-year-old mm-hmm. there. And that so, was the big thing I had when I was, when I yeah. first got into the the camp I had worked at with Choice is they had seven through 12 or six through 12-year-olds. And while that doesn't seem like a large range for skill activity building yeah. wise it was a huge skill level gap in between uh-huh. them especially yeah. something like archery or i don't know what the other ones were so you'd but, almost yeah. have to say this third of of the activities is for this age group mm-hmm. this third is for this age group and this third is for this age group and then it switches maybe the next hour or whatever so it would be kind of a schedule you'd have to work out all the scheduling um, but you want to keep them close to age. Uh, but I do like the idea of the kids being able to make choices and and uh, have that decision there, but also in the mornings do the rotation so they get to try everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's my ideal. And, of course, program staff. You have to have program staff. You have to. <laughs> you have to. Mm-hmm. Now, I, for us, I think now that I've done both day camp and overnight camp, Day camp, I think I would just keep rotational. There's there's staffing wise and scheduling wise, because it would either fall to me or I don't even know when leadership staff would have a chance to, the, like the activities would have to be picked ahead of time. And at that point, the parents are usually picking them for their kids. So I think in a day camp setting, I would probably stick to a rotation. Yes, program staff, but rotate everybody through everything and maybe have a choice period for like the oldest kids, but not the whole day. But in an overnight setting, because there's a little bit more time and the kids are away from their parents and can truly choose and have that independence, I think I would pick choice for overnight. I really do because they're away and there's there's more time to do things in an overnight camp setting and your staff are there. And yes, it can take, you know, hours, but I mean, find the science for your camp and, and figure it out. But day camp, I think I would stick. I'd stick to rotation. Yeah, day camp's a different beast because of the limited hours yes and so rotation the way i did it at the last camp i directed was two days the first two days were all rotations so they got to do everything the third day was for the lack of a a better word was color wars and so it was just a bunch of different challenges and they would go around as age cabin age groups uh or age groups and then do these challenges and there'd be points and everything else. Then on Thursday, it was some sort of all camp activity, uh, whether it was going on at a different place or what have you. And then Friday was beach day. And so they got that time just to hang out. Um, and it worked perfectly, but that schedule would not necessarily work at an overnight camp. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the overnight camp schedule doesn't always work with, uh, day camp so they are two completely uh different different uh scenarios so yeah it's hard rotational for sure coming from the day camp i agree Mm -hmm. with you kelly yeah i mean i really like kids to have choice and i really like skill building progression like i am all for that side of things but in a day camp world it is just not ideal i mean and then you can also offer specialty camps well yes absolutely so i mean that's that's another option mm-hmm. but, need yeah. more program staff yeah <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I think right. that's everyone's ideal is just having program staff to be program staff. Well, cool. thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. This was fun. I'm glad you guys got to come to to my side and my world of, the, of other side. the other side. Yeah. <laughs> but it's my world. Well, if people obviously they can listen to the, the your your podcast, but mm. otherwise, how do you want people to reach out to y'all? Uh, well, the best, the you know, what we keep pushing uh, to reach us would be to give us a call, leave a message mm-hmm. on our Google Voice mail, I guess. Oh, you and, get fancy. Right? And that number <laughs> is 407-710-8770. And we've had a few calls lately. We're going to talk about those Ooh. on our Ooh. podcast. Yep. Yeah, those are great ways. And in fact, if you call right now within the next 30 minutes, (laughs) you will get a free episode of the Scamp Life podcast, the programming side. What? Free? Uh, Free. I mean, all 170 some odd episodes are free. Within the next 30 minutes. Wow, we're really giving it away. (laughs) Oh, man. Why not? Why not? Cool. Well, thank you, Kelly. Yeah, thank you, yeah, thank you guys. Yeah. And hopefully the next time you guys come back and listen, Natalie will be back from her traveling adventures all over the place. Yeah, so tell her we said hi. I will absolutely do that when I see her next. So thanks, guys. And cool. we'll yep, talk to everybody soon. Bye. See ya.